Welcome back, everybody, to another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Simone. And I'm Nicoletta. And this week we have the sexy, amazing Blair Williams. She is a fresh face in the adult entertainment industry. Um, As a Sunday school teacher turned porn star, she was the winner of this awesome show called Sex Factor, which was the first competitive reality game show to find the next famous porn star. Um, Now she is the Doc Johnson main squeeze girl. So we have some amazing new sex toys coming out that are molded after her vagina and her mouth so chances are you have masturbated to her which is amazing I hope so (laughs) and she also actually we met because she has this amazing documentary that will be coming out soon so stay tuned it's called some porn stars go to heaven and I actually got contacted um, to talk as a sexologist and mental health counselor about it and Blair is the star of this documentary and then randomly our families actually know Know each each other other. (laughs) I love it that's so, wait. So the documentary is called "Some Porn Stars Go to Heaven," and you're the star of it. Walk us through a little bit about the documentary. Like, what do we need to know? Well, I don't want to give too much away. You know, I need to tease you guys a little bit. Tease give us. us a tease, tease us, Blair. Oh, that's all I want. But it really <laughs> is like the most naked, raw image of me, and I feel like it's going to allow people to see porn stars as people, and it's really humanizing. And I feel like it really will make people think about sexuality and self-acceptance in a whole different light. And I really feel like it can save lives. I feel like there's a lot of people in high school or just their adolescence and even maybe in adulthood that are struggling with finding themselves and finding hope. And some people feel that they're, especially in these situations when they are not really in a great footing with themselves, they might feel like suicidal, which some people, you know, a lot of people have committed suicide in those type of situations. And I want to give people like hope and know that they're normal, even if they like different things sexually and Mm. really help people feel more comfortable in themselves. So was it kind of, yeah, it sounds amazing. So was it kind of born out, not necessarily a confrontation with the church, but so you grew up very Catholic, right? I grew up, I I was Christian, uh, I was baptized Christian, and then I chose to be re-baptized Catholic because I was kind of really devout as a child. I honestly used to want to be a nun, Mm -hmm. but I'm an only child, so my mom never really liked that idea because she wants grandbabies. Mm. (laughs) So did your parents get you interested in the church initially? No, I feel like the real reason I was drawn to the church was my parents are not together, and when I was a child, my, part of my family would take me to church and they were a steady family and they really represented love and just a good way of life. Like and they were and a family yes, unit. And they always went to church and it just, it made me feel whole. God made me feel whole. And I still feel like I'm religious. I just feel, or at least I still feel like I have the same belief. I just feel like I don't fit in with the church per se because of a lot of the hypocrisy. And most people, if I were to walk into a church service on even this next Sunday, they're going to ask just out of curiosity, what do you do for a living? And if I'm honest, which you should be, in, especially in a church, <laughs> and I say I'm a porn performer, it gives them an ultimate or an immediate idea of me. It puts something in their head. And a lot of people, especially in that community, mm-hmm. there's a stigma and automatically I feel like they're going to want to exercise me or condemn me. And for that reason, I don't feel like I really fit in with the church, but I still feel that I fit in with God because God is love. And I feel like 
that's what I really represent because I'm not trying to hurt people is what I do. I'm mm-hmm. trying to help people and make them feel better about themselves. What do you think are some of the worst assumptions you've had to face with people from your past community? Uh, I think the most offensive is that I'm a hooker because I've had guys who I knew in high school or like not, didn't even really know were acquaintances. And they've emailed me under my professional profile saying, how much for a night with you? And I don't like the idea that anyone feels like they could have me because it's not that I have. I don't do porn for the money. I do it for the sense of validation it gives me. I feel really complete in doing it and performing and really sharing this side of myself with the world. Which I think really comes across in your videos. Like you you. really seem to be enjoying yourself. Completely. I love the idea of performing in instances, even on set where it's just me and the director slash performer. I feel like I am an escort and I I don't allow those things to happen. My agent knows that I only like being on professional sets where there's a cameraman, a director, a performer, because when you're in those situations where the director is the performer, you're only really fulfilling their fantasy. And it makes me feel like, again, that I'm really just doing this for the money opposed to being a whole brand and image and sexual symbol for the world. I think it's so incredible that you've found what makes you feel so fulfilled and whole and happy at such a young age. And that I feel like so many people want to find their calling the way that you've described what you do. And I'm just throwing that out there. I'm kind of envious. Well, thank you. That's that's like the opposite side. Uh, back to how people have responded since I have gone into the industry. There's some girls that I'm surprised by that I went to school with before who, again, I didn't really know them that well, but because of who I am, they feel comfortable asking these questions to me. But I've had girls say the same thing that one, they wish they could be doing what I was doing, but they don't have the, I guess, balls to do it. The clit. (laughs) Yeah. Or the beautiful molded vulva (laughs) that exists. It sounds like you've given people some, I don't know, some confidence in seeing like, wow, this person took their sexuality and really like felt comfortable showing it. Yeah, it's awesome. Honestly, it's really the ultimate, I guess, step of liberation because really at this point in my life, because everything's out there, everything's out there and it's going to be out there forever. I have nothing that nothing really can bother me because the Mm. only person whose opinion that matters is my own. And then I guess how they say only God can judge. That would say, I guess I would relate to that a little bit in this situation, but I don't know. I feel like I am who I am. So you had some of these girls who were felt comfortable approaching you and talking to you and being supportive. Mm -hmm. What about other people? The one like kind of bitchy thing I would say that I've seen girls do from my all girl high school was when I first got in the business and they might do it now too, but I don't see it cause I get so many comments, but they would go on my Instagram profile and it would be one girl from the high school. And then they would at another girl at the high school and be like Taylor Hammond. And they'd one, that was when I was really private about my name, but I know they were saying it in a way like, ha ha ha, look at, she's right here. So, and, and from like, oh, this is that girl we went to school with. Can you believe this? Yeah, but it was not in a positive light. Honestly, when I first got in the business and was talking to people from high school here and there, the guys that I knew were saying that all the girls from, or most of them, especially like the popular crowd that Mm -hmm. I kind of dealt with in the past, slut shaming me, they're all kind of like, oh, you know, look at Taylor. I'm not surprised or just didn't like look at it in a positive light. And most of them probably thought I was going to, you know, be in, do a couple scenes and then quit like a lot of people do and be like a failure. But you're like so fucking successful. Well, thank you. Now I feel like I've shut up the haters, but I know at the beginning 
like I said, even the guys that I went to high school with were saying that the girls from my high school were talking negatively, but they said it was only because of jealousy or like, you know, the guys could see through that, that all the girls like fucking Katie Lang, (laughs) all the girls who were talking shit about me, it's because they can't do this. They're just at home living their boring lives, probably hating their job. And probably not having enjoyable sex. No, maybe. <laughs> exactly. And I'm out here just being me and being happy. And I know that I feel like I won well, in you, many ways. You did. Well, you won the sex factor for yes. sure. Wait, um, can we talk about that for a little bit? Yeah. Sure. So I did not even know of the existence of this show until I found out that I was going to get to hang out with you today. I literally I, had to drag Simone out of the studio to, to, get to go get you because she was like, I want to keep watching. It's I so love good. Funny. It's so good. It's so interesting. So the sex factor for those of you who maybe didn't know, like I didn't know, is was a reality competition show kind of like American Idol mm-hmm. but to find the next porn star well, and what was really special about this is because there have been other I guess there are some competitions in the industry like DP star digital playground star which I competed in the last season and I was first runner up Ooh. <laughs> there are there have been like competitions like that but this was the very first competition that had people who had never been on camera before and that was something that was really special it was, we were all complete amateurs and it was our first time they captured that and it was really something special and they caught me at the time that I was really first I guess evolving from Taylor to Blair so a lot of people got to see me in a more intimate light like how I feel the documentary will and I feel like because people got to see me in that really vulnerable natural place a lot of girls have related to that. Like most of when I'm in public, I don't feel like that many guys will come up to me because they don't know what to say. Like I was in the Cheesecake Factory recently by myself mm-hmm. and these group of boys, I thought they were talking about me, but then I wasn't sure. So I'm like, Taylor, stop being self-absorbed. They're, they're not talking about you. You know, <laughs> who are you to think they're talking about you? But after about 30 minutes of them kind of like keep looking at me and I can see them like saying stuff, they were about to leave and one came up to me and was like, can I get a picture with you? I'm like, sure, why didn't you come up before? Because, again, they're making me feel awkward <laughs> and in my head. But on the other side, I've had quite a few girls come up to me. And I'm always like, at first, I'm like, how do I know you? Or, like, sometimes, because I've met so many people in my life, sometimes I feel like we've met before. When people are like, Blair, especially because I've gotten to a point where I answer it to it almost as naturally as Taylor, that a girl when I was out in Santa Barbara was like, Blair. And I literally was like, hi. Like, oh my gosh. And then I looked at her closer. And I was like, like, I don't, Wait, know, I don't you. know you. Never I'm met. like, where do we know each other? And she's like, Well, I know you, but you don't know me. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. How exactly do you know me? And out of all things, because people could have known me from hardcore porn or just social media, because I you know, you get exposure from there. But yeah, of course. She knew me from the sex factor. And I feel like a lot of the girls who have reached out to me, it's because of that show and they feel like they can relate to it or or they feel like they could be feel, I guess, sexier in their own skin. Like one of my fans, especially because if you see me in that show, it was right after I had left college. Or I, had, I was technically in college at the time. So I was eating completely differently than <laughs> I do now. And I wasn't exercising the same way. So I was a little bit heavier. But most people are when you, you first get in so the industry. Good. Thank you. But I've had girls... Uh, when I, especially when I started to lose more weight from that time that were like, oh, you, I loved your body then. Cause you made me feel like I could be sexy cause you had that confidence. And I, I hate that sometimes I, I guess I wouldn't say uninspired girls, but 
how girls are kind of disappointed that I've lost weight. <laughs> do, but you, do you feel like you've gotten that pressure from the adult entertainment 100%. industry to lose weight? Um, when I first got in the business, my agent, like all agents, told me I needed to lose weight or certain companies wouldn't shoot me, which is true. Certain companies, they will not shoot curvy girls. But in the wow. other, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough world. It's a tough world. But honestly, I feel like the main reason my body has become the way it has, I mean, I still eat. And I am kind of curvy right now. I'm just like a fitter curvy. But I swear it's from having as much sex as I do. It's a workout? Completely. Because I put my whole self into that. I'm like dripping wet and sweat by the end of my scenes. Yeah. Which my fans like. Uh, But that's definitely having this much sex with the athleticism that porn performers have sex in. Yeah. I've just, my body has evolved and changed. And I've become more of a woman. I mean, I started at 20 when I, I was a late bloomer. And now I'm, I feel like. I'm just coming into myself. Yeah, Aside but, from oh. fitness, what do you do to um, to get ready for a scene or for a, like a porn shoot? It depends on the type of scene. Typically, uh, I like to juice a lot. I mean, I like to eat whatever I want when I'm not on set. But right before a scene, no matter what type of scene it is, I love... There's a juice from Press Juicery called Citrus 3. And it just has all... There's a specific juice. Well, it has like... Apple, lemon, and Someone's pineapple. Someone's going to this and just send you a case of it. I hope yeah. so. Cases and cases. Well, one, I like it because if you drink a lot of it, if you're going to squirt, which some girls pee, but if you're really squirting, it's just like a light spray. And I swear, if you drink only this and a lot then of it this, tastes it tastes so <laughs> sweet. And beyond that, the we citrus We talked about part, this in a yes, recent podcast. I swear, if you, when you're juicing, like again, you're just juicing. And this is right for, for how long scene. are you juicing? Um, if it's an anal scene, <laughs> we have to know. <laughs> I well, want to know these deets. If it's an anal scene, I'm more extravagant. I try to juice between two and three days before. But if it's just a regular scene, I'll take like two bottles on the way to set. So I have energy and sugar in me and and I just taste great. Like, I mean, yeah. one, if you make out with me after drinking that, my mouth just it's like, so you know, it feels like refreshing, like you're on a beach. And then on top that of that. That sounds nice. Right? It was like being on a beach. I would like to think so. I love that. But on top of that, all the citrus um, aspects of that drink makes your mouth water. So if you're going to give a blowjob or even just eat a girl oh. out, your mouth is going to be just like so wet and ready for that body part. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, How, awesome try How often do you shoot? I shoot a lot. Well, like how, because you're talking about how say, like. It's so athletic, so it's like a regular workout. I would say uh, between three and four days a week. (gasps) Yeah. Wow. I mean, I go back and forth between girl, girl, boy, girl. Sometimes, again, because blowjobs are my specialty, I get paid to just give head. (laughs) Oh, my God. So So, nice. Yeah. So uh, if you are not familiar with Blair's famous backbend blowjob, it is quite a feat of strength. And I was oh talking gosh. about it last week to Simone and I was, was like, like look, this coming. is so impressive. Like, I'm so excited to have Blair. Look at this thing. And Simone was like, I want to try that. <laughs> and I was really, I was impressed. Really? I don't think I could do. Yeah. And but even I mean, you do it in heels and like for an extended <gasps> I do it period in of heels. time. I do it when I'm s- dripping sweat and slippery. And, like and I do dick it for, down like, your throat. I, yes. Yeah. I'm holding my breath. The dick's on my throat. Uh, but what really, I guess, got I me to that point. How did you figure out you could do that? Well, I have gymnastics and a yoga like background. Same which I'm girl, sure is helpful. Same. Yes, completely. And honestly, I didn't know I could do this, nor did I ever like even dream of this back in my past, I guess. But I was on set for a company called Twisties and they're like a higher end company and they have a Twisties treat of the month. So I was really trying to impress them because I wanted to be a treat. 
which now I have become. I was to the Twisty Street of the Month and our Trist. It's a that tongue tastes like ocean breeze and citrus. Yes, Twisty's Treat of the Month in March. But when I was on set for them for the first time, I was at this like downtown, I guess, studio. And the windows had like kind of a ballet bar mm-hmm. and I was holding onto it and I was thinking again how I could push the next level and really do something that would make them want to make me their girl. I wanted to stand out. I didn't want to just be an ordinary scene. And I know from doing yoga that I can get into a camel pose. Mm. So I thought to myself, especially because there was like a certain ledge, I wonder if I can sit here and hold this and still suck a dick. Cause I know my, I mean, my dick sucking skills are on point. I didn't worry about that. It was more <laughs> of like the yoga, uh, I guess. Strasana, mechanics. <laughs> yes. It was more of like, I wasn't sure if the yoga part was going to work. So I asked the director, I was like, I think I can try this. I don't know, but let me just see how it works. I'm going to get in this position and then he's going to stick my, his dick in my mouth and let's hope like we can take a cool picture. I didn't even know we were going to do it in the scene. I was like, I don't know if I could hold, like actually suck dick, but let's just try in the picture. And and you nailed it. I nailed it. Oh my god! And then <laughs> because picture. the picture, yeah, for twisties, because the picture was so good, they're like, "Do you think you can try it on film?" I'm like, "I'm willing to." So it was all really like trial and error, and I, not necessity, but I guess the challenge brought this out in me. How many takes did you need? I think it was like a one take thing. Once he slipped one his dick wonder. in there, once he slipped his dick in there. I was good. And honestly, that was the easiest time I've ever done this position because I had the bar to hold on to. Then... Uh, oh, so now it's, so, so it's your calling card yes. now. Well, now... So then I, you know, after doing it so successfully and it looking beautiful, I was like, how can I do this when I don't have a location that has a ballet bar that I can hold on to? And that's how I've really evolved it into so many ways. I've done it where I'm just in camel pose holding myself like your up. heels? Do you have your hands on your heels? Basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, or usually by that time, because I'm so tall, by that far in the scene... Generally, I throw my shoes off because all the guys in porn oh, are really like short. Your, I mean, like holding your hand. Oh, all the yes. guys in porn are short. Most guys are really you're short. Five, in porn. You're 5'8", five right? I'm 5'8", five 5'9". Five and most of the guys, I feel like, are really small because if you have a small guy with a big dick, or not even, it could be even average size dick, but it it's going to look a lot bigger. <gasps> but if you have a big guy, it's harder to look like, like he has a dick. ridiculous big, yeah, exactly. So for people listening out there who like to suck dick or want to learn some tips... Oh. Are there any things that you'd be willing to share to improve the blowjob experience, both for yourself as the giver, but also the receiver and like how to avoid lockjaw TMJ? Oh, I have TMJ. <laughs> Honestly, my chiropractor jokes like that. I mean, because how do you I, deal like, with that? Because I go to a chiropractor once a week and he cranks <laughs> out. It's bad. But does he say I, does he say it's because of blowjobs? Yeah, well, he knows he didn't at first know what I did or do. And now he does. And he's so polite. And he's like. He, I mean, he tries to be polite, but he, you know, it's sometimes hard to be super modest in this type of conversation. But he says based on what I do, because I'm like, will this happen forever? And he said based on what I do, it makes sense. And yeah, you know, it it's kind of rest. A, the only way to get rid of it is like resting it. Yes, and that's never gonna happen. So, I mean, even when I retire, I'm hoping that I'll be giving my future husband great head. So this is gonna be something that a chronic problem I'll have the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Hot compresses. Yes. But back to the tip question, uh, I would say that first, in reference to the earlier thing I said, it's all about lubrication. If you have, you know, your juices flowing, it kind of will all move better. <laughs> but I really feel like it's about confidence because a lot of girls, they see big dicks or just dicks in general, not all dicks, but are, they can be intimidated by them. 
and then they don't really believe in themselves when mm-hmm. it comes to a blowjob. I feel like if anyone, or I feel that, I guess, mechanically or physiologically, I think anyone can deep throat, but they can't panic. A lot of girls, they start choking because they're like not sure when they're going to be able to breathe again. Me, I just trust in myself and trust in my partner that eventually he's going to let me have hair again. So, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just have to kind of keep... And hopefully you're like, with someone who will let you have air yes, when you need yes. air. Have you confidence. just got to relax. I feel like yoga... really okay. Yes, exactly. Yoga really contributes to this working well because I just coach myself. I'm like, you could do it. And like, you can different stay in positions. Part. One too. of my teachers says the yoga starts when you want to get out of it. And so maybe that's when a blowjob starts. Oh my gosh. That's when so you want to get out of it. But no, I think what you, I mean, I like to think I'm pretty good at giving head too. I mean, I don't know Ooh-hoo. if I'm on your level, but I think I'm pretty good. And I would say very much like if I had to give a tip to anyone, I'd just be like, commit. Yeah, because like, I feel like girls chicken it. out, and then yeah. and because they're scared, maybe yes. not guys. Oh, yeah, I don't okay. know. Whoever sucking dick, whoever sucking dick, whoever sucking the dick. I feel like again, if you kind of choke up literally, <laughs> you're not going to be able to really enjoy it because when you're you got something in your mind that you're going to choke or and in the you back have it. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. All the puns, I love it. But I feel like if you can really relax and get that great stimulus. Some people say that you uh, there's something in the throat that really makes you salivate. And honestly, well, it when becomes I give like head, a thicker, a thicker, it's visceral. So, yeah. The back in the back of your throat is very visceral spit. And I just feel like if you can get a good momentum and motion, like I honestly get really wet from blowjobs. Oh, I don't, same. Yes, yes. It's like I, I'm like yay me, and I'm like oh, <laughs> I'm doing I don't know. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I really feel like. You dick suckers out there need to just believe in yourself. <laughs> I love it. See, so you're I, giving hope and inspiration to I, all. Yes, I this. love it. Spreading hope and inspiration. I want to come one back. One dick at a time. One <laughs> dick at a time. I want to come back to you really quickly, um, the sex factor, because I have a question about coming on the show and maybe you also have some experience from your, or not experience, but uh, anecdotes from your fellow contestants. So none of you had ever done porn before. So how... Did you convince yourself or how did you know I'm going to go on this thing? I'm not going to get paid even. I'm just and it will always be there even if I don't win. Well, when it came to this, honestly, even before I had had sex, because of like the interest and curiosity I had about sex growing up and from my experience working at adult store, I felt like, hmm, like I think maybe I could do this. And at that point, when I first found the competition, I had just recently lost my virginity. So I was kind of in this like, I guess, liberating time where I'm like, fuck it, I'll try everything. I I was honestly fucking a lot of people in my personal life. So I thought, I know I suck dick in a way that I would say probably, I don't know, I guess maybe I don't know the full statistics, but a very, very, very limited number of people can suck dick as well as I can suck it. And I've known that from the beginning. I love how beginning. confident you are about I it. I know. I know. I, I believed in myself. You're like, Again, I could do this for a job. Yourself. Well, yeah, I knew, I knew without even seeing the other girls that my blowjob skills would blow them out of the water. So when it came <laughs> to winning, <laughs> yes, or not when whatever. it came to winning the competition, I didn't really doubt myself, even though I was heavier. And when I first came in, I was probably the heaviest girl in the competition. And most people didn't take me as a threat or think of me as a threat because I was heavy. And also you're so that like, makes sweet me and sad. energetic and like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't peg you. At, I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I wouldn't <laughs> peg you if you wanted me to peg <laughs> well, you, but thank you, thank I you. wouldn't <laughs> peg you as, you know, like 
The sexual a, domino, an amazing, or dynamo? Yeah, yeah, or like an amazing dick sucker. And I feel like people sometimes see that, I don't know, with like me as well. And I'm not trying to like compare yeah, myself Yeah, no, you look you. like a sweet little innocent exactly. person. <laughs> I would so, watch both of you do a dick sucking competition. <laughs> this would be fun. Next time, next time I come on, we'll, we'll, we'll have Pan come back. Just have the sounds. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry, so, but you were making, you were saying about not ever really being concerned that you weren't going to win. I mean... This was before I had seen any of the other cont- contestants. When I first signed on, I had no doubt in myself. But then when I got there, I honestly didn't know I was going to win, especially because all the other girls or most of the other girls had these tight bodies. And I I just know, or at least how I'd seen it then, I felt a little bit unsure because I didn't know if they were going to pick someone who looked good naked or not technically I wouldn't say that because the reason I'm saying this the reason I'm saying this when I first auditioned and against all the other people we did a competition where or a minor a minor competition where we competed and posed for Holly Randall for an opportunity to be in Hustler I know even watching it now I should have fucking won that but I know they didn't pick me because I my body wasn't in shape and again certain companies won't shoot that instead even though my pose is blue alley Eve knocks out of the water, they chose her because she had that like body type. And because of it, I wasn't sure how the competition was going to go. I didn't know if they were going to just choose her because she had the right image, even though I had the passion. But eventually, as the competition went on, again, this was run by people in the industry. They know what kind of people are going to last and what people aren't. The people who are in it for the money, which the girl who I beat out or who was my first runner up, who uh, at the end of the series bitchily says, am I being punked? Because she couldn't believe that I beat her. Uh, She, yeah, I know it's catty, but I don't know. I just feel like she just was doing it for the money. She was like a cam girl and she cams now, uh, but she was just thinking that she was going to come in and win and was shocked by the fact that this chunky girl beat her out. But it's well, because for I wanted you for to be believing there. in yourself it, and I getting too, it. I honestly love that I won too because this girl, even after she lost, she had the platform to still go out and do porn. We have the same agency at the time, but she wasn't doing it for to be in porn or for the sex. She was doing it for the big prize payout. That's the only reason she really got on the show. So I feel like because her heart was in the right place. The judges saw that, and that's what really helped me win. Mm. What do you think about the fact that the other contestants didn't get paid at all, knowing that maybe some of them aren't going to continue? I think now because of the effects. Okay, the the effects that are undeniable that porn can have on your life when it comes to the stigma that will never leave you, especially in the society that we live in today. Even though porn is more generally accepted, I kind of feel bad for the people who put themselves out there, especially if they don't plan on be being sex workers, because I feel like it might potentially make getting a regular job outside of the industry mm-hmm. hard. That's what I was wondering. too. So I, I feel like watching. that's a little bit of a blow. Yeah. But we all knew that signing up and it's a risk that we chose to take. So I feel like all in all, it was informed. Yeah, it was an informed decision. You're right. You said something about people watching you and knowing that like you were doing things that they knew the viewers and the camera people would really enjoy. And obviously you seem to take pleasure in pleasing other people too. Completely. And you perform all these fantasies for other people. 
but what are some of your fantasies? The funny thing about that is okay. In my porn career, I do not do cream pies because it's What's not a cream pie. I'm so bad. Oh goodness! You're yes, so please. Sweet. And You're some so of our cute. I could just hug you. Well, <laughs> you some can. of our listeners don't know what a for, cream pie is. For those of you who do not know the porn terminology of a cream pie, it's when a guy comes inside your vagina, raw, just comes inside your pussy. And generally in porn, they like to let you push it out so you can visually see oh. it dripping out of your pussy. It's really kind of dirty. So it looks it looks like sort of um, whipped cream or, it's, you know, that's why cream yeah, pie it looks like it's like dripping it out. Like whipped cream. I would think it, I feel like the term generates from American pie because, you know, he stuck the dick in the pie because it's supposed to feel like a vagina. Uh-huh. Then he creams it with his cum. So I feel like that's how oh, the term because came. Because I know what you're talking about. I just didn't know that was the terminology for it. And to me, it doesn't really look like a cream pie. It looks more like a chia seed pudding. <laughs> I You're just started so making that. It's so good. I haven't tried it, so oh I don't God, want a visual. It's so fucking <laughs> now good. Now I don't want to eat it. <laughs> no. But my point to answer your question, I don't do cream pies. So when I'm generally fucking myself, I'm fantasizing about guys that I really want to have sex with, which is really hard to do because I can't, I can't masturbate to porn anymore because I know all these people. Mm. Like, it's these not are all the like fantasy. And yes, the fantasy has really dissolved. So now I have to honestly masturbate to like, ESPN or people that I don't know so it's like I can fill in the voids but generally when I'm masturbating I have to think of a guy coming inside me and like wanting to come inside me more because I feel like he really likes me like mm. he's not worried about having my babies there's something very erotic to yes. me about like allowing someone to come inside you and like someone wanting to come yeah. inside you I still don't in my personal life let guys come inside me because and is that I'm the 23. reason you don't do it in in films as well I don't do it in films or in personal life because of the risk factor one you're at a higher risk for pregnancy, of course. And I feel like even with transmission of disease, not that you wouldn't get him from him not coming in you, but I feel like with that substance transferring, not that I don't swallow it already, but actually there's things about swallowing it that, um, your, your stomach acid can dissolve. Well, there's a thing it's swallow or spit. Don't let it sit is an old adage that I heard. And so it's like, if you're not holding it in your mouth and you like, well, I think because you're more likely quickly. to have like an open wound in your mouth than anywhere right. on your body. Right. Sense. But once it's down in there, it's not a thing. And I, I don't know when it comes to cream pies, especially with how frequently I shoot. If I let guys cream pie me, which it some, would just become dripping out. But, which day. again, some girls do that. Like Katrina Jade, she loves that. But she's like known for that. But I feel like from a cleanliness standpoint, especially if like you kind of respect the people you're fucking with it on the outside, unless you want them like going down on your snatch filled with like five different <laughs> types of semen. Ah. It just sounds like it gets uncleanly. Hey, I guess some people like that, but I guess so. But eventually, eventually I really would like to let someone come in me. <laughs> I don't, but I love that. You know, but I mean, hey, it's your so fan- did you fantasy. ever, when you first started doing porn, were you like, I'm going to do everything but this? Or did you like, once you became more successful and had more agency, like, yes, no, yes, no. I've only done it in two scenes. And the first time I didn't even know what it was kind of like you, I showed up on set and the guy was like, are you okay with cream pies? And he had explained it to me and I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm really comfortable with that. Cause again, I've always been afraid of like, I don't want a porno baby. Like, you know, I don't, a porno baby. That's what they call them. I mean, if you, it does that happen it, a it lot. It has happened. And cause there are crazy girls in the industry who will not go on birth control. And they just think that if you pull out, you're good. And one slip up and they're fucked. And it wow. has happened. But porno baby. 
Yeah, I don't, I'm not trying I'm to do that. So they don't offer I told child them, care. But this is the thing is, I had yeah, they don't location. Don't. No, and they don't offer to pay for your, an abortion either. Not that I'm condoning that, but they don't even support you in that respect. Once you're offset, it's your responsibility. It's your problem. Interesting. So for that reason, there was two times I was pressured into it. The first time I didn't know what it was. And when I told the director that I didn't really feel comfortable with it because of the risk factor, he's like, well, it's a cream pie scene. So I kind of need you to let me cream pie you. And this is when I was brand new. So I didn't, I'm just trying to like do a good scene. Cause I'm a people pleaser. And yeah. so I, I let him come in me. And this is a type of scene where the director was a performer. And this was again, when and I'm now starting you're saying, to learn, I don't like these. Yes. And so that's where it was hard because you don't really have a whistleblower when the director is the performer. Really, whatever their fantasy is, if you don't want to be like, oh, I don't know. Then you don't do the film. Yeah. And it kinda, really puts girls under pressure. Unethical. That, it it makes completely really is. uncomfortable. Just do you have any advice for people out there who are maybe new into getting into it or looking how to get into it about how to set these safety and just personal desire boundaries? Because I would imagine it gets difficult when you're trying to make a name for yourself. It does. It really does. I feel like... A lot of the reasons why I was able to steer steer as much as I can, because I still ex- did experience some of this. I had guidance from Alexis, Texas, who was telling me, you don't have to do that. So I feel like you just need to be reassured that porn is not always going to be comfortable, but it doesn't have to be that way. If you don't feel comfortable in a situation, you can walk away. Of course, then you're not going to get paid. But in the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. Because honestly, that scene, not because of the cream pie, but because of a lot of other things that happened with the scene, that I wasn't comfortable with, but I just let happen because I felt like I had to because it was, You're again, new. I was very new. I walked away from that scene and I, one, as soon as we had finished the scene, I was crying in the shower. And even after that, I got home and I still cried in the shower for a while. I was just on the floor and it made me like question, like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And that's why you you can't let yourself get taken advantage of because in this industry, there's good people, but there are a lot of bad people too. Or that, people who try to push the boundaries yes. on people who don't yeah, I guess, know. I guess, I guess they wouldn't want to categorize them as bad people, but I feel like there are, this business puts people in the position to take advantage of a lot of innocent, vulnerable girls. And so you're saying it's okay to say no. Yes. It's okay be to strong say no. In your boundaries. Yes. You should always be comfortable. Don't do anything that you don't want to do and just protect yourself. Mm. Gosh, you're such a wealth of knowledge and like well, wisdom. I can't believe how young you are and how accomplished you are. It's it's wonderful. I'm I'm so in awe. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, we have to finish up soon. But is there anything? I know mean, oh, you don't want to give too much away because people can watch a lot of this in the documentary. But I have one more question to okay. after <laughs> that people would really like to know about you as a person, or that you would really like for people to know about you. <sighs> That's a hard one. I mean. I feel like one of the things that even my mama said that even if I were to stop being Blair and I go back to a relatively normal life, there are going to be people that can never let go of me doing this as a job. And I want people to see that I'm not just a sex object, that I'm still a person and that I just deserve that essential human respect. Like I feel like people should just be more compassionate. I feel like a lot of people just write me off or say terrible things before even really giving me the chance. Like for instance, when I have had viral videos go around on like social media platforms like World Star, I've read some of the comments and some people will say things like, "Oh, I bet her parents are proud" or or 
oh, she's just a dirty whore. Like, I don't know, just dirty, different, different things that are so belittling. And it's just because they don't know me. If you, if you meet me, like you guys are now, you can see that I'm just a happy, genuine person. Insanely happy. How are, genuine. how are you able to, cause I mean, we all get hate no matter, you know, what but especially in the adult entertainment industry how do you let those things not get to you how do you let I them don't go? look at them mm. I feel like if you go and look on those I guess forms and all those reviewing places, it's easy to focus on the negative yes too. yes you'll you can see a hundred positive comments but then when you see one that's one of maybe your insecurities or something that you're not mm-hmm. comfortable with that's what's going to stick with you so I've just have to like not look at it and even with the comments, I mean, generally on my own page, if I see people commenting negatively, I just delete it because I don't want that negativity on my page or in my life. But I can't go in. I can't. All right. I'm not supposed to go and look at the comments because it You're really. You're not supposed to. I, I'm not going to. I definitely have in some cases, obviously. Not but mainly. It sounds like it helps your own self-confidence and just sense of self to not. Yeah. It's, it's better because. It really puts you in a position to get hurt if you read everything. Yeah. And you're wasting your time. Why does it matter why the, what they think? There's, yeah, there might be. Attention. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. When you have the haters, it means you made it. Yeah. Woohoo! Yes. Haters gonna it. hate. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> oh, no. Mine was just a little question. I feel like that was right. a great note to end on. But I was just so curious about what you, th- what, what kind of was the most surprising thing about porn for you? Because... Like, what would people not expect is something that, like, happens on porn sets or... Oh, I got two great ones for you. Oh, please. Well, the I first one... I love the behind-the-scenes okay. porn stuff. Oh, my stuff. gosh. This is, like, a porn secret. And when someone first told me about it, I was like, what? What? I'm like it. Okay. At the edge of my seat. We're clutching hands. <laughs> yeah. I hope you guys don't already know this one. But, okay, you know in porn how, like, guys are... Or most of them, it's like... Generally in real life, if you're having sex, there's kind of, like, a build-up. Even with guys, again, they start small and soft. And yeah. then it's like, bam! But in porn, usually as soon as we unzip their pants, it just plops at you. <laughs> yes. It shoots out you like Ready a rocket. Ready to go. The reason for that is a lot of the guys in the industry cheat. There's two things that most guys in the industry do to cheat. One, it's a thing called Caverject, which is an embalming <gasps> fluid. Have you heard of this? And an you put embalming it in the, in the cor- fluid? Corpus or whatever? Well, the- generally... Yes, it's used like for embalming for in, embalming dead bodies. dead bodies so that they don't move when they get rigor mortis. Yeah. <gasps> or, or is that what it's called? Yeah, rigor yes. mortis is when your body doesn't yes. move. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then what is the one where it kind of moves because it's like twitching, like, you know, when you cut uh, the head off of a chicken? Oh, fuck. I don't know what that's called. Well, it's but like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Whoa. Whatever that's called, they put this typically in dead bodies so that they won't move. I don't know where or who introduced this to the porn world, but about in the 80s, I think, is when it became really popular. And guys were doing it so much because they, what you have to do, listen, listen, they take a needle and they (gasps) stick it in their penis and they, in in the base, like in the the base, the base, base, and they shoot it up, which one makes it a little bit thicker because it's now filled with this fluid. And then two, it's hard as a rock. It's like a Frankenstein (gasps) dick. Honestly, when I didn't know that that was what was going on with the guys. That's terrifying. Honestly, is and it, the problem with it is a lot of the guys that started using this back in the 80s are now, I guess, kind of addicted to it in the sense that they cannot feel get hard. On no, exactly. They cannot get hard without it. And the length of their erections are a lot shorter. So it's like they're chasing this thing. And because of it, when guys get to a point where Caverjack stops working, then they do the second secret thing, which is 
they get a penis pump. So it's this pump that's in their usually in their balls. Uh, that oh, you can get one that's. We're not talking the external penis no, pump. It's something it that is, stays inside. It's a surgically emplaced pump that is in the balls. And so you'll see, or even sometimes in porn, when they people squeeze if you don't balls. know what it is exactly, exactly <laughs> when they're squeezing their own balls, generally they're trying to pump up their dick. And what? yes, yeah, yes, very true. So I'm so glad that you're sharing this because similar to like knowing about how much prep goes into like how you look on a set, I feel like a lot of men watch I feel like porn it should give, and are yes, like, I feel like it should give normal men confidence when it comes to like their erections because it is all fake. Yes. And even the guys who don't do Caverject who know of, I guess, a lot of the side effects, all the guys in porn use Viagra and I'm trying to think what are the other names of them, but all of those type of stimulant drugs. Generally, that's why a lot of the Cialis. guys will get really red. If they're really red in porn, it's because of them being on those type of drugs. So all of it is them cheating. It's not real. And even with getting fucked by those fake dicks, basically, Does it feel weird. It honestly feels like crazy. I've never been fucked that good because they can pound into you like nonstop. So that's why, like, I, when I first honestly worked with Ramon Namar, who has done both, he started out with the Caverject injections and got to a point where those weren't working for him anymore. So he recently got a surgery. And since getting the surgery, it's like a Frankenstein dick. Like, knowing how it was before to now that it has this, like, weird thing in yeah, his I mean, balls. It's like st- steroids, it, like, kind of. Well, beyond steroids, it's like, it's almost like not talking bad on like butt jobs or like weird plastic surgery but it feels like this like foreign object that uh-huh. makes it less like appealing interesting and it's kind of offensive that these guys need these devices to fuck me You're like you should just be able to get hard i'm awesome <laughs> well <laughs> and yes you are knowing that there's so many things for men out there that come up that you know they can't get erections whether it's anxiety or having to perform for a long amount of time like i would imagine that's a lot of pressure just like it was yeah. pressure on you to you know change your appearance in yeah. some ways oh my gosh I'm isn't that so crazy that joined is. us oh, thank I'm so you glad I got to ask but that question. think about this again generally porn guys shoot more content than we do girls will shoot again generally the rate that I do uh, or you'll get shot out like companies can only shoot the same girl so many times or that you know it gets boring guys because there's only so many guys they work on an almost daily basis so can you just think of this these guys are sticking a needle into their dick on a daily basis. That's so much pressure, though, to stay hard for that long. I yeah. can't imagine but, but what can that's you still, like. Is it, is it harder to come? I don't have a dick, and I haven't done this, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. but, fair point, fair but point. We should, honestly, get, we should get a guy, so. a guy porn performer Most on. guys wouldn't be honest about it. Most yeah. guys, will, you know, they like to lie. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all a performance. Yes. It's all a performance, and when you pull back the curtains... Yeah, there's the behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us, Blair. Thank you for having me. Uh, for all of our fans out there that definitely want to follow you on social media and all over the internet, I know sometimes you've had to change Twitters before. Oh, no, not, oh, yeah, no, I guess not I, Twitter I so much. I actually have. I originally was Blair Williams XX. I didn't have the third X because it wouldn't let me. It didn't fit None in the... space. Exactly. <laughs> That's why we're sluts scholars, not oh, sluts funny. and scholars because it's too long. That is so funny. But I was Blair Williams XX and I, on everything. And once I lost Blair Williams XX, my first Instagram, I remarketed to Blair's Bananas because that was after I started. I didn't know originally that my little banana video that I honestly made jokingly with a friend was going to kind of go viral. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I was going to start really branding myself with bananas. But Her phone case is a banana. It is. Yeah, it's super cute. But it says top banana. <laughs> 
But once I started remarketing to Blair's Bananas on Instagram, I thought it would be only logical to then make the same name on Twitter so that they could be identified with each other. But then, of course, I was a bad girl and everyone reported me on Instagram and I lost Blair's Bananas. So basically on Twitter Which sucks. Yes. I think there should be none of these Instagram no. things. Wait, what, Free the what nipple. on Instagram? I just get reported all the time. But needless to say, I am Blair's Bananas. B-L-A-I-R-B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Blair's Bananas. I think I might have left out an extra S in there. But it's a plural Blair. <laughs> it Blair's sounded good bananas. when you did it, though. Thank you. Thank you. On Twitter. And God bless Blair on Instagram, which I really almost like more. I've I considered like that. I've considered going to right God now. bless Blair on Twitter just because I think it's so cute. But a lot of the marketing I have already put in place in advertising things in little videos on porn, I refer to myself as Blair's Banana. So I'm like, oh, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. And what is your I favorite video for people to watch? My absolute favorite video, and it's the only one, well, I guess there's two that I really like, but the only one that I can really masturbate to is it's me and, or myself and Mia Malkova in this film called The Preacher's Daughter. And I really am attracted to her because there's girls in the industry that we just get booked together and, it's just like, it really is just a performance. You don't know if there's going to be natural chemistry. Exactly. But with Mia, she's hot and I was into it. And then she likes me and then she was into it. So we were just really coming and it was just really beautiful. And I just love the theme. She was the preacher's daughter. I was supposed to be like another Christian girl who like turns her out. Ooh. So it's like sort of reality. A I like bit. it. Yeah, it was fun. And, um, and I had a Texas accent, like which I never really play anyone besides myself but I really got into this character and I think I really pulled off the give accent. us a little taste of it oh no I honestly I shot that a year <laughs> ago and I had, had practiced the accent it's something that has really I've lost I feel like now let me think about it let me see I was like your papa wouldn't like that oh, <laughs> no. no he something would like that. your papa yeah. would not like that <laughs> but well, I, I liked how I kept it throughout the whole scene so, good. so I'm proud of myself yeah. Well, Blair, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. <laughs> we really appreciated it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Tune in uh, next week for another episode of Sluts and Scholars. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review and let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know what you think on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars and on Twitter at Sluts Scholars. Bye, y'all. <laughs>